You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Black and Abdallah, weeknights, 630 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. Saw this earlier today, Abdallah. Field Yates on ESPN.com. He released his uh, first mock draft of the mock draft season as we head towards the NFL draft in the offseason here with the NFL. Uh, Three quarterbacks at the top of the board. How many times will we see mock drafts where you're going to get quarterback, quarterback, quarterback? The top three picks being quarterbacks throughout this draft season. Because it, it seems like that's the consensus to this point is that everyone's going to say that the Bears, Commanders, Patriots, all three teams will go quarterback at the top of the board. Um, I think unless we get a trade before the draft, right? Like if someone trades a quarterback to New England or if, let's say, Kirk Cousins signs with the Commanders or something like that, right? Like if there is any way or Kirk Cousins signs with the Patriots, like if there's any movement, but barring outside movement like that, it should go one, two, three, all quarterbacks. Like that's how it should go. Those, these are the three players in the draft that, uh, that deserve being taken one, two, three. And these three teams, Chicago, Washington, and New England, all need new quarterbacks. So Field Yates has the Bears taking Caleb Williams from USC as the number one pick. The Commanders then taking Jaden Daniels, quarterback from LSU. The Patriots selecting Drake May, the quarterback from North Carolina. The other thing, the observation that I have from this mock draft is uh, not only are we seeing multiple mocks suggest that three quarterbacks will go, but multiple mocks now are all placing Drake May as the third best quarterback in this draft class. Do you agree with that? I mean, he has the measurables. 6'4", 230. Uh, He's a younger player compared to a couple of the other quarterbacks in this draft class. He can throw well on the move. He's he's a bit of a crafty uh, passer in the pocket where he doesn't just stick in one spot. He can kind of uh, make do against the rush and, and manipulate the defense to then find the right throwing angle. I, I'm a little surprised that Jane Daniels ha- had the great season. He won the Heisman. But I'm surprised that people who are breaking this down are looking at Daniels and not being worried about the size and the weight compared to someone like Drake May, who seems to be more of the sturdy build, what we've seen, uh, not necessarily Josh Allen, but more like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert type, that we've kind of seen the last couple of seasons have success in the NFL. Yeah, I think that I, I would probably flip the two. I would probably go Drake May two and Jaden Daniels three. And I think that's because I've seen Drake May not necessarily win more games, but look to be more NFL-ready than Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels put up a lot of stats. The team didn't beat very good defenses, right? Like, when they faced good competition, we looked at it. Jaden Daniels, he threw a bunch of touchdowns against bad teams, like Grambling or Georgia State, Grambling, like all these teams. That's where he had a majority of his touchdowns. He put up a lot of numbers at the end. And it seemed like they were kind of stacking numbers, even though they were up big in games against these bad schools, that they were just kind of stat padding so he could get the Heisman, which is fine. Do that. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not complaining about that. To me, Drake May is more of the come in, break some of the bad habits where you have to play hero ball like he felt like he had to at times, and come in and just be that NFL 
prototypical pocket passing quarterback, which I think he can be. And I think that if he ends up going to New England, that New England gets the more NFL ready quarterback. But I also think that the Patriots are more ready to win than the Commanders. They have a very good defense. They have very good defense. They had a great defense last year. I feel like they're set up more. I'm not going to say that they're going to come in and make the playoffs right away, but I think that they're ready to win sooner than the Commanders. The Commanders have an entirely new front office. They got a new head coach. I understand that the Patriots also have a new head coach. They're coming. They just traded half of their defensive line. Like they got to fill in a lot in Washington. And so Jaden Daniels coming into that situation is not the worst thing in the world because he can kind of grow with that system and come into his own as the team is progressing. Whereas Drake May comes in, they, there might be pressure on him to make the playoffs in year two. You mentioned a name uh, at the start of this conversation. What will happen in free agency with Kirk Cousins? You know, looking at those two teams that we we're just talking about, Washington and New England, they're two of the three teams who have the most cap space heading into this offseason. Mm-hmm. The Commanders have $73 million in cap space. The Titans are second at $67 million of cap space. And the Patriots are third at $66 million in cap space. The Bears are sitting at $46 million for this offseason with cap space. And, and I, I think that's what's interesting is theoretically we'll know what teams are going after quarterbacks when we get to the draft based on the timeline of this offseason. We know who's going to go out there and chase a veteran quarterback. So Kirk Cousins being available for one of these teams to maybe go after is a possibility. Do I think it really makes a lot of sense you know, to go back to Washington or to join the Patriots. And even the Titans are a team that we've loosely discussed as possibly being a team interested in Justin Fields. You know, that those are spots where you have a lot of cap space. They need to fix a quarterback position. And there is going to be a very good quarterback on the market that you could go after in free agency. I just don't see Kirk Cousins uh, really mixing well with a team that's like starting over. No. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the team that hires a new head coach essentially bottomed out last year, and that's what both the commanders and the Patriots, that's where they're at. That's a lot in life heading into this season. So, like, I think Cousins going to uh, kind of manipulate what's going to take place at the top of the draft, and then also what happens based off that with the teams that then perhaps want to make a trade for Justin Fields will then affect how I think these three teams kind of handle this, right? We know, obviously... If the Bears move off of Justin Fields, they're taking a quarterback number one. If we get through free agency and we get to the draft and Fields is still on the roster, I would start to lean closer towards this idea that you're going to trade out of one and try and collect a bunch of assets to put around the quarterback in Justin Fields. It's not what I would do. I would trade Fields now. Yeah, yeah. I would get back something, hopefully uh, maybe a late first, an early second round pick for Justin Fields. And then I would go and make my decision. Who's the best quarterback in this draft? Locked and loaded. Take the player. And boom, the Bears are off and running. Yeah, of course. That's what I would do, too. I think you trade Fields to whatever the the highest bidder is. And then you draft Caleb Williams, like it says in this um, in this mock draft from Field Yates. But I think, too, if you're looking at the Patriots and you're looking at Kirk Cousins, let's say they sign Kirk Cousins. They could then trade the third pick for Justin Jefferson and swap with the uh, Vikings at 11, then the Vikings would then have the third pick. They've got a ton of cap space, like you mentioned. 
they could pay Justin Jefferson, they could pay Kirk Cousins. That solves a lot of problems in New England. You instantly get a weapon for your quarterback. You instantly get a quarterback. You already have a stellar defense. They were top 10 defense last year. So that's a quick way for the Patriots to kind of retool and revamp and get right back into the mix. And I think then they could try to make the playoffs, and that's where you could see some movement. I mean, are the if, if Cousins decides to sign with another team, are the Vikings in a place to where they might trade Justin Jefferson to one of these teams that are higher up on the board? And then, you know, they're one of these teams higher up are comfortable taking, you know, where Field Yates has uh, J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix going later in the draft. So uh, I was just going to bring that up. So after Drake May is selected third overall in this mock draft, the next quarterback off the board would be 12 Denver Broncos taking J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback from Michigan. And then after McCarthy, the next quarterback that goes is when you get to 20 with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's where Bo Nix would land in the first round quarterback from Oregon, which if that's available to them, why would Pittsburgh make a move for Justin Fields if they could just sit at 20 and get their quarterback for the future? Because I think we probably agree. Bo Nix has a good chance to be better than Justin Fields. I don't know if it's a guaranteed but if you don't have to give up anything and you can draft that player, why would you make a move for Justin Fields, who has some question marks going forward? Wouldn't you just wait, draft Bo Nix, and have him challenge Kenny Pickett? No, I mean, if your quarterback room is Kenny Pickett, Justin Fields, and Bo Nix, and you just say, go for it. No, but like if you're going to draft Bo Nix, why would you make a trade for Justin Fields? My, my point is, you would just have Bo Nix go against Kenny Pickett. Yeah, that was my only thing. Is that like Sean said, he could he could start. For uh, Justin a year Fields or two. is not going to be a bridge quarterback. He's good enough to be a starter somewhere. My point is, how much better is Justin Fields than perhaps the future of Bo Nix? Future of Bo Nix is probably where you would yeah. you would hope that Bo Nix turns into something. You were all about Bo Nix at the end of the college I, football season. I was season. just going to say, I am very very surprised. And those are the only quarterback. Those five quarterbacks are the only ones that Field Yates has projected in the first round. I'm very surprised that JJ McCarthy is ahead of Bo Nix in this. I would say that why doesn't Denver take Bo Nix and just stay, just start him? Just say, okay, this is what we're doing. If you're not going to have Russell Wilson, if they're not going to develop Jared Stidham, like if they're not going to do that, then why don't you just draft a quarterback and start? I think that, J- that Bo Nix is better than J.J. McCarthy. I think from the games that I watched and the I amount of time that he's played, Bo Nix is better than J.J. McCarthy. I agree with that. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the conversation, we're talking NFL. We're talking draft. What will the Bears do at 1-312-332-3776? Your call is next. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Josh and Elgin, you're on with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's up, boys? Thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. What's going on? Hey, so you guys were talking about the Field Yates uh, mock draft there? Yeah. He's got us taking a lot to at nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do not want that. Dude was told he would never play football again due to a neck injury. I do not want to 
guy who medically retired from the game uh, at nine overall. All right, but he played last year. He was great. He, he did. Yeah, I mean, you can say that, but like we see guys like Tevin Jenkins battling injuries all year. I don't want to deal with someone who's got a big risk like that, man. Yeah, I mean, but that took place in 2019. So like since then, he's played football. True, but if it took place in 2019, how old's the guy now? Uh, his age, I can look it up for you. He's 23. Look it up. 23. 23. 23. I don't know. I feel like a guy who was booted out of Washington for injury like that, I just scares me, man. I don't think that's a good idea. All right. We got you down. Thanks for your call, Josh. Appreciate you. For sure, man. I'd say this. I'm only pushing back because I heard someone on the station earlier today mention that uh, Latu didn't play in 2019 because he was told with the neck injury. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a reason he's one of the top prospects in the NFL draft. He's played. I agree with you. Like, is it a concern? Maybe. But he's also a top player who has played since then. I agree with you. He played in 2022 and 2023. Injuries aside, I think Jared Verse is a better player. That's fair. So I would rather I would rather have, if this mock draft comes to fruition, I would rather have Jared Verse, who goes to the Vikings at 11, I would rather have Jared Verse over Latu Latu because I think he's a better player. I don't care about the injuries. He played fine last year, played fine the year before, was great. I think Jared Verse is a better player. You just you know how this works. People hear one little thing and then they think like like he he didn't retire from football and he's entering the draft this year. Yeah, yeah. He didn't retire in 2019 and yeah. then is trying to play football He was football medically again. cleared to play and hasn't had an injury since. In 2022, he had 10 and a half sacks for mm-hmm. UCLA. And in 2023, he had 13 sacks. Mm-hmm. He's played. Yeah. Well, so I, I just want to get that, get that out there. Yeah. Because I've heard it now twice on the radio station today. Mm-hmm. And I feel like stuff like that gets said and then people think that they like... They have some kind of inside information that no one else knows. Like, did you know there's a guy in the draft that uh, he retired in 2019, but he's trying to play now? Mm-hmm. Neck injuries. Well, the now, di- and the difference obviously, is obviously, got football players get hurt. You got to be aware of this stuff. Yes, and I would say that the difference is between him and like Michael Penix is Michael Penix is recurring ACL injuries. But he's, he's had, also played. Yeah, he's also he's played. also played a lot of football. Yeah, but they're not drafting him number one overall, so it's not a concern of mine. No, they're not. <laughs> They're not. I'm, I I think at nine, though, if you're looking for an edge rusher to be on the opposite side of Montez Sweat, yeah, sure. If there's other names that are there that are preferred, you mentioned Verse from Florida State, mm-hmm. which many people think that he'll go in the top ten. Yeah. If you're able to get him at nine, you think he's better than Latu, then totally, I totally get it. Totally get it. He's been good when he's played. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know how this works. I absolutely know how it works. It's a game of telephone. Of People course. hear one thing, and then that's the thing that they hold to. All of a sudden, he was like, nah, I'm done playing. He decided on his own that he's done playing football, and then he was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the draft and see what's what. And then, now the Bears are drafting him. That's not what happened. Yeah, I mean, this but is I would what rank him. I rank him third out of Dallas Turner, Jared Verse, and Latu. Latu is third just because, as a player. Injuries aside, whatever. As a player, I would rather have Jared versus Dallas Turner Latu. Here's what uh, Field, Field Yates wrote about Latu. Latu did have a neck issue during his tenure at Washington that forced him to medically retire from football in 2019. He wound up transferring to UCLA and resuming his football career, but each team will have its own assessment on that yeah. issue. And combined medicals, that will be important here. 
If the issue is not seen as short or long-term concern, Latu deserves to go in this range. Well, and Chris, it's important for me to note that the Bears are picking an edge rusher there because Marvin Harrison Jr. goes number four to the Arizona Cardinals. Joe Alt, the tackle from Notre Dame, goes to the Chargers. Malik Neighbors, the next wide receiver to the Giants at six. And then Roma Dunze goes to Washington or goes to the Tennessee Titans from Washington at seven. So that's why the like if it falls this way, one of those top wide receivers isn't there. The top tackle isn't there. So you're probably taking an edge rusher to pair on the other side with Montez Sweat. That's why I would like Jared Verse. Now, if it doesn't fall this way and Latu and Verse end up being, you know, picked at seven or six or whatever, I would personally prefer the Bears to go wide receiver there at nine and pair someone with uh, with DJ Moore on the other side of DJ Moore. So you have two number one wide receivers right there and then e- either pick up a, an edge in the second round when you recoup a second round pick for trading Justin Fields or get one in free agency. I think that there's more options at edge rusher in free agency, deeper in the draft, and there are these top wide receivers that are there. Pluck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah has a story about aliens. Hmm. Please share. Chris, do you believe that there are aliens among us? In the studio? Among us. Not in the studio. Among us. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think that that's something that's happening. Okay. I don't right. think I don't think this is like uh, the movie Men in Black where All like right. people are people working at the post office are, are just aliens. I don't okay. think that that's real. All right, Sean producing the show tonight. Do you believe that there are aliens walking among us? Yeah, of course. All right, Jack producing the show tonight as well. Do you believe there are aliens walking among us? I'll give a yes for now. All right, that's about where it is. Thirty percent. One in three Americans believe, or thirty-three point three repeating, whatever you want to do. Believe that aliens walk among us. Wasn't well, it opposite? I said that they don't. Well, you said that they don't, but I'm saying like in the studio, two, one out of three. Yeah, I guess it is the opposite. <laughs> 41% of those polled disagreed with the notion that extraterrestrial life may be walking among us with the remainder unsure. So technically, 22% were just unsure. They didn't know. They didn't know what to say. I believe that there are aliens walking among us. Really? Have you heard some of our callers? That's not nice. Come on. These are our people. Eddie on the North Side's real? They show up for us. Eddie on the North Side. These are our people. I love Eddie on the North Side. Eddie on the North Side is totally the dude from the first Men in Black wearing someone else's skin. (laughs) You got sugar? (laughs) I want sugar. I mean, come on. I... I'm not against aliens existing. I just don't think that they're here walking and living among us. You don't us. think that there are spies out here? No, I don't think that. I don't Watching think that's us? the case. I do think they, they exist. Peeping us? I don't think they're hanging out. Peeping our leaves? No, they're not peeping. What they, would they be peeping at? They just want to make sure. They want to be like, those dummies can barely go to the moon and back. <laughs> they're reporting back to the other aliens to make sure that we don't go to the other planets. Jeez, it's taken them that long to get back. Yeah, they're like, are you serious? They can barely get to Mars? Every okay. time they go, it crashes? <laughs> I'm coming home. <laughs> it just leaves. Yeah, I don't I don't think that they're, like, walking among us, but I do think that aliens exist. Okay. Is it... I do think it is possible that someone's been, like, zapped up, too. Whoop. 
into a, a ship and then flown away and then probed. And then why don't they just take that person's skin and then just come back as an alien as that person? Well, I mean, maybe they do we have the technology to do that? Maybe they don't have that technology. Maybe they only have technology good enough to fly their little ships around. But okay. like, that's it. What if they're like primitive? They might be. That's the point. I'm just saying Who there knows? might be a reason all of our efforts to go to outer space fail. Just saying. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We're on for another hour, and we will talk to an alien coming up next. <laughs> You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports.